I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta. Monistat is here, but first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for new friends who are silver and old friends who are gold. But first, let's get into some things that are Very Delta. Oh, oh my God, I have no problem with the people there. It's not, it's not a read on people and it's not a read on customer service. Okay. Aldi is a supermarket, a grocery store, uh, not a convenience store. It is, it is a full on grocery store. But what I don't understand about Aldi is why is there Aldi? Like what, why is, first of all, this is not a complaint about customer service. This is not a complaint about anybody who works there. This is not any of that. I didn't have a bad experience with an interaction with anyone at Aldi. But this was my first time going to Aldi. And the only reason I was stopping in was because I was in a shopping center and I thought to myself, I need distilled water, not spring water, not volcanic water, not mountain water. I needed distilled water. And so I thought, well, I'll just go into this store. Everyone talks about Aldi. You have to go to Aldi. Go to Aldi. Oh, my gosh. The deals at Aldi. And I thought, well, I mean, it's a grocery store. It's going to have water, right? Walking in, the first thing that happens is I want to grab a shopping cart. I go to grab the shopping cart. You can't use a shopping cart at Aldi unless you have a coin purse because you have to put 25 cents in in order to take the cart out. I have never heard. Now, I know that there are a lot of people that, uh, that abuse those shopping carts, that they get knocked over. There are people who are houseless. Who, who need them to move their possessions around and, and they don't have another option. And I know that, you know, replacing these carts are expensive, but who is carrying around? I, I thought we were in a coin shortage. Do you remember that? When everyone was like, it's a coin shortage. We're, we're rationing the coins. We're, we're not going to be printing up any more coins. And then during the pandemic, it was like, we, we, we want to reduce touching. We don't want to touch anything. We don't want money to transfer hands. We only want to use a credit card or a debit card or or, or Venmo or, or Apple Pay, then why would I have a quarter? Where would a quarter be on my person? What I, I fully have space and hold the space for people who have a gorgeous coin purse. How pretty is a coin purse? But it's 2023. Not everyone is like, I'm not personally, I'm not carrying a coin purse anywhere. I'm just not. I have like a jar of coins at home. I think there are coins in the like, ashtray space. I, I don't even know if we're allowed to say ashtray. 
if ashtrays are a thing in a car, but there's a space where an ashtray would have gone in my car. And it's just a little alcove. And I think there's coins in there. But when I got to the store, I didn't think to myself like, um, maybe I should run to the car and go see if there's a quarter in there. So I bypassed that shopping cart. Now you're probably saying to yourself, did you need a shopping cart for uh, w- one bottle of distilled water? Well, I don't know if that's all I was going to buy. Because then when I was walking in, I thought, I feel like I need to get potato bread. So I thought maybe they'll have potato bread there. And they did. And some of this stuff looked like kind of good deals. But here's the thing you have to know about Aldi. There's no name brands. They only have their brand of thing. When I walk into that store and I saw what was there, by the way, no distilled water. Okay. There was spring water. There was purified water, but there was like a, a, like six packs of them or whatever. This place reminded me of, I'm going to tell you what Aldi is. Aldi is if, uh, if they rebooted the outer limits TV show or tales from the dark side or the unknown or, um, any of these kinds of shows. And they, they set an episode in like a post-apocalyptic grocery store. The people walking around, like, it's not like there was, I had like a rude interaction, but I felt like the people walking around were like, potato bread. Mm. Mm. Like, it was almost like Neanderthal. Like, it was, there was like something, it was, again, I'm not like saying that the people were fucked up or they were doing anything wrong. They just felt like they were sort of lost in this void that was like supposed to be a grocery store sometimes i do a drag show and i'll and the audience will be like i don't know what they're there for sometimes i'm like you obviously are not here to see anyone in specific you're not celebrating anything but you paid to be here and you're just kind of they're just like this like what don't look like and i think to myself this reminds me because i've done it before this reminds me of when you hire people as a seat filler They don't really do anything. They just have to kind of be there to occupy the space. And that's what happens at Aldi. I feel like Aldi is, for an episode of Outer Limits, it's post-apocalyptic. The people shopping in there are seat fillers. They did not have, they did have potato bread. They did not have distilled water at a grocery store. I even went over to the baby section thinking, well, maybe they have distilled water because people, you know, people have babies still. And, uh, you know, they might need that to clean, I don't know, bo- bottles or, or, or contraptions that clean bottles or breasts or something. There was no none there. I mean, it was like there were things on the shelves. But like if you go to Aldi and you want butter there, this is the butter. Like, here's the butter. It's not like, ooh, oil, olive oil and sea salt butter. Oh, oh, carb smart butter. Oh, this kind of butter. Oh, uh, you know, there was none of that. It was like, here's your butter. Like, it was very, like, more, sir. Like, oh, cheese? Okay, well, here's one cheese. Let's walk away. One kind of green olive. How is that fun? I'm confused. Like, it was, it was very, it was, it was, um, it was with purpose. It was with intention. It was with reason. But there was no pizzazz. There was no fun. There was no, like, oh. Better Cheddar's now has mozzarella. I've got to try it. There was not like, "Mm, this is on special and then this is regular. There was none of that. It was so sterile. Again, 
Nothing against the people that work there. Nothing. I don't know their policies. I don't know any of the only policy I know is that I needed a quarter to get a shopping cart. I'm glad I didn't waste my quarter because I wasn't going to buy anything in there if I didn't come across anything. But there was no there's no comparison there. You know, you're not walking in going, oh, this one or this one. Well, this is six ounces. Nope. Here you go. Here's your cottage cheese. Slam the door. Next. And it's like you're I almost feel like that, like they might as well put everything behind something so that when you try to grab it, it like slams your hands in. That's how it was. Aldi. It's a grocery store, but you have no options. Have you ever heard of such a place? Bring your quarters to Aldi or you do not get a shopping cart or a buggy. Some people call it a buggy. Um, Don't, don't, don't bring, you got to bring your coin purse. You got to bring a little coin purse like this. You got to open it up. Oh, how much is that? Oh, 25 cents. Uh, can I get that cart for, I've got two bits. Okay, and then you snap it and you put it back in your handbag and then you push your cart along and you, hi, I'll have uh, one loaf of potato bread, thank you. And then you go over here, oh, where are the leeks? Okay, well, you have this kind here. Like, I don't, I just, it boggles my mind. Like, there's nothing. You can have no, there's no two brands. There's, this is the brand. I mean, you know what? Maybe it's set up for people who um, it's just easier for them to have the option taken away. You know what I mean? Like for the people who don't like Cheesecake Factory. If you if, if you like Cheesecake Factory, you like options, right? If you like Cheesecake Factory, I'm going to say you're lying to yourself if you simultaneously like Cheesecake Factory and Aldi. You, you couldn't. How could you? How could you like going to a place that didn't give you options. Cheesecake Factory gives you options, unlimited options. Aldi, Aldi's trying to control us. Aldi is like the man. No choices, no options, no distilled, no distilled water as well. Like that, that's, a, that's actually, actually, that's actually rude. Like that's not even, you don't even have the basics. I, I should, you know what? I'm going to go back there one more. I should go on a very Delta field trip to Aldi and see what things I could get in there that are the Aldi brand. And then what I could get at like, I don't know, whatever grocery store is in your area, Safeway, Pavilions, Vaughn, Stater Brothers, IGA, whatever grocery store you go to. I want to see, you know what I mean? Because I, I, listen, I, I'm also one of these people that I will go to a grocery store and I will buy $250 worth of groceries. I'll go buy, oh, we need Activia. Oh my gosh, if I'm going to get Activia, I might as well get Dan and Light and Fit because I love the banana cream one, right? And I'll get that and I'll say, oh, you know what? I'm going to start making myself protein coffees. Let me get a four pack of these. I'm just going to start simple and I'll get that. And then I'll say like, mm, oh, should I make chili tonight? And then I'll get that and I'll get all that stuff. And as soon as I'm done, I'll put all the groceries in the car and I'm like, so where are we going to eat for dinner? Like, and all the groceries go bad. What a waste. Maybe I should, maybe I, maybe I should love Aldi. Like maybe it's just Aldi's for just going through the motions. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you go to Aldi, maybe Aldi is set up for the people who, um, don't want the options. Maybe they're just going through the motions and they're like, I need one pound of hamburger meat. Well, I, I don't even know. Maybe they have, I, maybe they don't have 70, 30, 80, 20, 97, 3. Maybe they don't have that. Maybe they do. 
whatever it is, it's Aldi brand cows. That's what you're getting at Aldi. Bring your quarters. I'm confused as to how a company is like, we have a we have a coin shortage, and what is twenty five cents going to do? How's that going to save the basket? I guess it just deters people, right? It's kind of like loss prevention at a store when you walk into a store and you see that the security is not doing a fucking thing, and it's really just the visual of them being there. It's not they're not going to do anything. They can't do anything, and I don't blame them. I mean, I'm not going to lose my life because somebody wants to steal a Michael Kors bag from Ross. Bye, take it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is like loss prevention personally, like the, the visual element in the store is not really who's, you know, that that's just there obviously to deter something. It's not really to stop anything. It's just for people to go, uh, let me second guess whether or not I should steal the Jessica Simpson pumps. Um, do you ever go to Ross and you hear that, that buzzing, that like it's hap it's new, it's a new thing. It happens uh, frequently. It's because they're the alarms on the stuff that people are going to steal. I've always thought, like, what if they leave an alarm on? Because back in the day, it used to be if you had an alarm left on your thing and they didn't take it off and you tried to take it off, it would squirt ink on you. And now I always think, what if they act? Because I've bought stuff and they accidentally leave it on and maybe I'm out of town and I'm like, what am I going to do? I wanted to wear this while I was out of town. Like, I think it was a, a sweater or something and I, I didn't bring a second sweater. And I was in Utah and I was like, eh, whatever, you know, get this. And there was the alarm. I didn't want to go back. And I thought, how do I get this off? Somebody said you can get them off with ice. You freeze it or something. And it freezes the, it freezes the uh, ink so it doesn't squirt on you. I don't think they have the ink ones anymore, though. But, you know, everything's got a big bungee cord on it. And stop stealing, you know. That's the thing. Stop stealing shopping carts so Aldi doesn't have to charge you 25 cents. Stop stealing purses. I mean, you know, if you do see people stealing food, no, you didn't. That, that's that's the thing. You know what I mean? That's for real. Like, if you see, I mean, but, you know, people, come on. A purse? I don't know. And then I say that, but then I think, what if they're selling it because they're trying to buy baby formula or something? I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt because, you know, the world is fucked up and people are fucking hungry. But I just... I'm sorry, I don't have a coin purse. Like, I don't have a coin purse with me. If you're standing outside of a store and you're selling candy and I don't have any cash with me, I feel really bad. That's why sometimes I keep, when I cash my tips in, I try to keep $20 in ones with me at all times just in case I walk out of a store and there's somebody selling candy. Because I remember what it was like selling candy as a kid or even as an adult. People are doing that too. I know they go to 99 cent store, buy that candy and they sell it for $4 and they're trying to make money. But that's a business. These are these people have a business head about them. Do you want to see me take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek, 
and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She's an antifungal, and you can use her while you're exercising. It's Monistat. Hi, Delta. Hi. Oh I God. say Monistat. Some people will go Monistat. I don't know. What do you like? Money. Mo that's what I say. I like money too. Yeah. I like money. Money's good. You like money, money, the m m money, the uh -huh. m m money. Just call me. How do you become Monistat? How do I become Monistat? Well, you know. You do a lot of cocaine one night, and uh, on your way home, you watch, uh, get some KFC first, and then oh. you get home, watch The Nanny on Lifetime, because it was on reruns, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a commercial uh, for Monistat, okay. and you go, Cher, Madonna, RuPaul, Monistat. That's two, though. Oh, but it's one word. It's one word. Right, but we separate it. Yeah, now we separate it for copyright reasons. I and, don't want to get sued, bitch. Right, right. But like back then, it was like one word. Yeah, it was one word. Yeah. Have you ever used that product? Yeah. You have? It's really good primer. It's silicone primer. Right. I've heard that from people that you can use that. What was the other thing people used Preparation to Preparation H. Yeah. Yeah. For hemorrhoids. Uh-huh. For undulating hemorrhoids. Do you still use that or do you like use other primers? I don't use well? really. I don't really like to use primer anymore. No. Moisture, like I, I guess I went back to basics. Uh -huh. Good old moisturizer, just like back in the day, right. you know, just a clean shaven face moisturizer, and then your spackle. Right. Everyone knows you obviously uh, as a direct connection to San Francisco because you spent the majority of your life there. But you're not no. originally from San Francisco. No, I'm not. I'm from a little tiny island called Guam. Right. In the middle of the Pacific's Pacific uh -huh. Ocean. And what 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 happens in Guam? Nothing happens in Guam but sex and type 2 diabetes. Well, there's a military base there, isn't there? Oh, honey, there's lots of military men. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I, wouldn't skirt the issue because I've had my fair share of uh, military men. Uh -huh. Do you have uh, a preference for military men? I, I know what your preference is, but you yeah. can tell everyone what your preference is. Uh, I used to. Like, I, you know, back when I was younger and uh, I, I love a good closet case. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, not so much. 
Um, on Guam, there is an Air Force base because we are the last line of defense um, in, like, you know, in, in the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. towards that side where China and Russia and North Korea is at. That's where they station a lot of the the warships that the air air airplane carriers mm-hmm. that have the missiles. So there's a the large navy presence. There's a large marine presence. There's a large air force presence. Is there a large drag presence? You know, honestly, when I was younger, all all the drag queens were basically trans women. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't really see a lot of kind of drag like you know as i as we like to term it now you know uh male to female cross-dresser pantomiming for dollar bills it was really like passing trans daytime passing fish kind of fantasy Uh Uh uh-huh yeah like and, and where do you fit in there I fit in the the horror side of things. <laughs> the horror side, horror or whore? The whore. Oh, whore. I I thought you said horror. Because, horror too. Right. Yeah. You were asking me earlier. You're like, why is there pumpkins here? Halloween's over. But these are gourds. Hi, gourds. Do you have a favorite? What kind of gourd is your favorite? None of that. None of these. <laughs> Girl. You don't like the shape of this one. Girl pastels. Ew. Why don't you like pastels? Pastels are like for boring people. You're wearing pastel right now. Pa- look at yourself. Whatever. Suck my dick. Do you say salmon or salmon? I say salmon. Salmon? Salmon. Why do you say salmon? Because there's an L in it. Why are you wearing a fucking crocodile, bitch? <laughs> Wait, why are we friends? <laughs> because we talk a lot of shit to each other. We do. We do talk we do. a lot of shit to each other. Yeah, I think I actually do have people, that, and you do too. Yeah. They're like, "What? you seem like unlikely people to be friends. Right. And I'm like, no, it's very likely. Like, it explains itself if you just know. Because I feel like all of my friends are very similar. Because uh-huh. we're observationalists, yeah. right? Like, we just, and I know that's who you are. I mean, it's... I think to become a, a good artist, you have to know your environment and know your surroundings, but you need to watch everything that's around you too. Yeah. And that's what you do. That's what you do really well. You, you, I've seen you pick out like the tiniest things and I'm just like, oh shit, I don't even see that. That's wow. But this, the, the, the tough part is, is that goes into like my overthinking everything. So then I'll yeah. get stuck on that one thing. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, I, I, I again, hold the space. Hold the space for so many different views, especially as I get older. Uh-huh. And, you know, I think it's great that we're in a, we're in a time and space where people talk about this idea of like a spectrum. Uh-huh. And, and it, you know, people, you know, once upon a time would think that that's an insult to say to someone. And it's not. It's a recognition that we all... Um, learn differently. We all grow differently, and it's it, and it, once you can recognize that and say, we are all somewhere in these in this space. Mm. You know what I mean? And as we're moving around, we like land on someone, and we're like we gel. You know what I mean? And 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 I think once we recognize that, it's perfect. I mean, I'd love to land on the spectrum right now. You like to land in the gel. <laughs> <laughs> What is this jacket that you're wearing? Tell me about this jacket. Jacket? Mm-hmm. Did you do this? Hell no. I can't sew this well. But you embellish everything. I do. I love a good embellishment. I mean, like, that's a- another part of, like, the drag queen creativity right. in me. It's like, I gotta have a rhinestone on something. I gotta have 10,000, you know, like, why 
why have just one piece of jewelry? Like you today, you have like all the fucking bracelets in the world. Yeah, you just get into and a that's mood. drag to me. You get into a mood, right? Yeah, and it's it's amazing. It just it just heightens everything. It's elevated. As simple as it is, it's elevated. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are not afraid to go to a grocery store and drag. We've no. se- we know this. I mean, no. people have seen videos of that. Oh yes. And you like you're you're the, something I admire about you is you are this person who wakes up and you're like, today. I need to wear a fur coat. Today, I need to wear, I, is about earrings. Like, And you'll do it because you do it for you, right? I do things that make me happy. Right. And I do things, um, I mean, we live in such a fucking hostile world now. Right. And any little thing that can bring joy. I mean, I can't, you know, like, I'm not a Marie Kondo person. I can't clean. I'm a hoarder, much like every other drag queen in the world. Mm-hmm. So you know, the things I hoard, I want to wear. Right. I want to wear everything all at once. Right. It makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel glamorous. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really what drag is to me. It's like the fearlessness to go out into the world and present yourself um, of how you really feel. Mm-hmm. No matter what gender you identify as, no matter what spectrum of of the of the world you're in, you know. Right. It's it's for me. It's like if you feel powerful walking out of the house. In you know, in seven-inch stiletto heels, and a and a yak coat, and and gigantic bug-eyed sunglasses. I, that's drag. Right. That's fierce. Right. And you, I mean, you are um, as as we say under the queer umbrella, the the whole alphabet. But you were raised by two lesbian parents. Yes. Your drag mother is Margaret Cho. Yeah. Um, you like lived through so much experience in San Francisco, in the Castro, been to all of these bars, mm. opened up many of them, shut them all down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and this is not blowing smoke. This is your facts. I mean, these yeah. are, we, we see this documented yeah. and you are really just a person who lays low about it. And you're like, I, I did that. And I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying you're always ready for the next thing. You really are. I think uh, as queer people, we definitely need to own who we were. Mm-hmm. Because it's what makes us powerful. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about uh, having sex in drag. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to talk about having sex out of drag. You know, it's it's just we need to own what we are and who we are because it's it, it's authentic. You know, authentic. That's authentic for me. Sure. Not so much this artifice of like. Oh, I I'm uh, I have the designer making me you know all these clothes to go on this game show. Yeah, that's not authentic. Right. Authentic is is the real people. You know, we come from an era you and I, and you you bet you bet you also understand this. It's like we come from an era of drag where we did have social media, mm-hmm. where we really had to grind. Yeah. You know, where we really had to work our asses off, and things are were not as documented as they are now. Right. Thank God. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm very fortunate to have started drag at a time in San Francisco where um, things were slowly coming to an end. Mm -hmm. But it was a a good tail end of the party. Yeah. It was an amazing party. And you still make time to go back to San Francisco. I do. Yeah. I love. I love going back home. I love I, San Francisco. Will always be my spiritual home. Right. I love going home. I get my strength from San Francisco. Um, I'm a proud product of 
um, the San Francisco drag scene. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the you know the infanterie of the San Francisco drag scene for a long time. Um, I, I wasn't shy about causing a lot of trouble and doing a lot of damage. Uh, but I think as a queen, you have to go through that a little bit. Uh, living in San Francisco, doing drag in San Francisco, mm-hmm. there's something that I've always wanted to know, and that is, what is the trick to going places when the hills are like, the streets are like this, Oh, but then you wear the shoes that you wear. Uh-huh. And, I mean, these are, this is like a signature shoe for you. Yeah. This style is, you're not afraid of it. Do, don't you fall, have you ever fallen down? Oh. No. How is, how not? I mean, your your legs are pure muscle, I will say. You <laughs> I mean, can catch these games. That's what happens when you live in a city with 10,000 hills. Right. You just, you, your legs get used to it. They just do. And you're, you just have balance. You just have balance. I also use a skateboard. Oh, that could be. Have you ever skateboarded in heels? Yes, on stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, alcohol and cocaine. You don't do all that anymore. Not, no, not these days uh, I, you know, like I like, I, I just turned forty, uh-huh. and after the last couple of years we've had, especially the last couple of months, and you know I've had, it's just been like, well, let me simmer down on on the things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, loss has been such a big part of the last few years. Right. It's been a recurring theme for so many of us, even until now, that. Um, for me, I would rather honor the people, uh, the legacy of the people who I've lost by trying to stay stay alive a little bit longer mm. just so I could spread the, their message a little bit more. Wow. Yeah. We so, you know, a, quit destroying my body. And It's already ruined, though. Yeah, my hole's ruined. Yeah, it's been ruined. Oh, yeah. It's been ruined. Stinky Russell. Stinky, stinky Russell? <laughs> Why did you have to go and ruin everything that was good? <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh. Let's take a break. We are back with Monty Stat. Um, do you ever talk to yourself in the mirror? Always, always. Really? What do you say? Uh, depends on the day. Uh-huh. Today, when I got up this morning, I was like, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> you get ready pretty fast, no? I do. I you know what? It it I've gotten I've learned how to get ready really fast mm-hmm. in LA. Mm-hmm. Because of like brunch, when I used to do all those brunches every weekend at Hamburger Mary's, mm-hmm. or like when our our friend Jules or Psychedella would literally call me an hour or like right. hour and a half before a show, can you get down here? <laughs> Somebody then you called gotta up, do it, and I did it. Yeah, I was thinking about um, again. We're living in a different world. It is what it is. We're not trying to hurt anyone out there, but there are there's just words. Um, you tell us about tranny shack. Oh, tranny shack is a thing. It's a, well, it was a force. okay. Well, I, I, I'm gonna start crying. Like this is such a weird kind of um thing for me to talk about. It was a big, formidable part of my life mm-hmm. and, and my early drag. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we all know Heclina passed away 
earlier this year, um, you know, and it affected so many people. Um, I came into Tranny Shack. I'm sorry, it's, I'm not being, uh, it's not a pejorative. I'm not trying to make fun of the word. It's just, that's just what the club is called. Right. And I'm not trying to dismiss anybody's feelings towards it, but, I, you know, it, it was called Tranny Shack. It was every Tuesday night at the stud, and it ran for about 13 years. It started in 1996. Um, Heclina had started it with Pippi Love Stocking, and a bunch of their friends got together and performed on top of uh, beer crates and plywood, I mean, as we all did back in the day. Um, I entered the Tranny Shack scene at around 2000. Well, I was an audience member. Mm-hmm. 2003, 2004 is when I like got on stage and started actually performing there. I did a competition called Star Search and used what little I knew of, of, of drag and performance from what I saw. Uh, I was getting raped by a priest who was a lesbian. You know, it was kind of a commentary on church mm-hmm. goings on. And um, yeah, and I lost. And I, you know, but Heclina had invited me back week after week to do to do the Tuesday night show. We got paid 40 no, when I first started it was like $30 mm-hmm. um and uh, and two drink tickets. Uh towards the end it got to be like what 60 bucks I think. Um that's more than a lot of the gigs now pay. I mean, <laughs> shop yourself around LA. Well, I mean, truth to you, though, like, we would spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Right. Because um, what Heclina and the audience wanted was a fully conceptualized number. And it took me a while to comprehend what a fully conceptualized number was because I was, I'm what you call an S&M, mm-hmm. standard model. Okay. You know, you just deliver a good lip sync. Right. Perform your brains out, you know, but, like... These queens were pulling out all the stops. There were props, visuals. There was videos every Tuesday. Um, I was thankful for that. I'm thankful for that experience. Um, Heclina asked me to come back every Tuesday. Um, And she kind of became my mentor in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say my drag mother Mm -hmm. uh, because she's not the warmest, (laughs) nor was she the kindest a lot of the times. Um, her way of showing love and affection is, I'm gonna te- I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna teach you how to do it. Wow! So you can do it too. So she would take me around, like, and flyering all sorry, flyering all the poles in the Castro. We would flyer posters for every tranny shack. Um, I, it was my 21st birthday. I think I hosted my first tranny shack. Um, which was a big deal at the time because really you had to be like some sort of like drag establishment to be able to host one of those, uh, co-host with her. Right. She just won't let anybody do it. So I was like, oh, oh, I got to do this. Um, and she opened a lot of doors for me. Um, I only found out later on that she had been calling other club promoters to hire me to host their nights. Oh, wow. And I was like, I, when I found that out, I was kind of shocked. I was like, whoa, she was doing this. Um, yeah, and uh, she opened a lot of doors. She took me with her to 
We did Tranny Shack Seattle twice, I think, together. We did Tranny Shack Hawaii. Um, and then Tranny Shack London. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so young. Right. Um, I don't regret a lot of things. I was the baby. I was literally in my... Everybody else was in their 30s, 40s. I was like 21. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, and of course, being in your 20s, you are the mistake, honey. You are right. the only, sure. only bitch in the world. Well, especially when you get that seal of approval of people that you admire. Yes, you know, and, and it kind of you. got to my head. Um, I'm not going to lie. It does that. It, it catapulted me into hosting nightclubs that were like, everybody was so shocked because who is this young bitch mm-hmm. who just basically started doing drag and is now hosting Fag Fridays, which is another legendary San Francisco nightclub. The Crib, another, you know, and then I was doing Gay Pride main right. stage. I was doing the Asian stage. Out of nowhere, like, I just shot up like a comet. And I have to thank Heclina for that. Because if, if it wasn't really for her, like, none of these doors would have opened for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like, even up to the very end, we were still talking. Because, like... You know, you were doing a I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. Mm-hmm. That's one of her favorite movies. And so the Friday before she passed, you know, the giant signs around Hollywood where it says, I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. Like, uh-huh. it was a ad for the show, I right. think. I was texting her. And I was like, oh, look, bitch, oh, your, your stupid movie's on. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was an April Fool's joke that she passed away. And so when I got, when it confirmed, when I confirmed it, I was like, oh. I had to process it because I, it's like I'm losing a parent all over again. Right. Um, uh, an adult, like she was kind of like a parent in an adult life. Like I had meals with her. I stayed over at her house in Palm Springs. You know, we talk constantly. And now when I see something that would, I know that would make her laugh. I, 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 I'm still like, oh, I should text this to Eklina. And now I have no one to text so. It's sad. It's, it, you hit on something really, really important, and, and, and it's definitely um, in the drag world for sure. And that is when we say someone's like, someone will say, oh, who's your drag mother? Yeah. It's hard to sometimes for some of us define just one person right. because we have really strong families yeah. and um, they, they're sort of like um, mothers, aunties, uncles uh, – for different things. So, you know, you might have somebody that like, um, uh, may, may we, I know we don't use the term anymore, but mayhem used to, used to, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Just kindly or, 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 or in a way she would refer to me as, Oh, Delta's my fish mother. Mm-hmm. She would say, and what she would mean. And it was, and it meant the world to me mm-hmm. because I knew what she meant by that is that we connected in a way where she was like, I watch, the things that you do that I think are refined are the things that I apply to this. And of course, <clears throat> I, I'm not her mother. Um, we are contemporaries, yeah. but I was 
started doing drag a little bit before she did. And so she started to see that. And so she would say those things the same way with Raja. You know, I, I tell people all the time, like, of course, Raja's my dear friend, mm -hmm. but in many ways, she's like a mother to me. Right. The same way mama was a mother to me. The same way when I see someone like Heklina who I, who provided me opportunities mm -hmm. and I was all the way down here. I was not, I have no connection to San Francisco as uh, a core member of that community. But what I learned from Heklina was this professionalism because she oh, yeah. treated me like I was an absolute star. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying she kissed my ass. She made sure you make sure I'm, I'm going to have a ride ready for you. Right. And you tell me when you're ready to right. go and you make sure that that check was deposited and you make sure. And so she made me realize like that, that somebody of power is letting me know you're powerful too. Yeah. Don't you lose that. And so she, le she left us with this, yeah. right? She left us with these things to show other people. Yeah. It's so, it's such a weird year. We've lost so many different people, but um, that was crushing for, I mean, it, it, it like it, the reverberation went like across the world actually yeah. because people know Heclina across the world. Yeah, yeah. And she's made a name for herself, and she, uh, you know, I, I will I will die on this hill. Heclina is one of the best MCs mm -hmm. ever, mm -hmm. ever, 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 ever that you will hear, that you will listen to. Genius, quick wit, like the comebacks, like my favorite things to honestly watch in drag is either Heclina and Peaches Christ bantering right. or Heclina and Lady Bunny bantering because there's nothing like, uh, you know, it's like a match of the wits. Right. And you can learn so much from it as a queen. You can. And there's that, there's a feeling that you get when you watch people who um, have no problem pointing something out at someone because they know they have the other four fingers pointing back at themselves. Yes. They they know yes. goddamn well yeah. that they are laughing with you, not laughing at you. Yeah, yeah I love that. And that's Let's... what true friendship is. And I think that is also why, like, you're you're kind of like a mother to me. You, when I moved to L.A., like, you were one of the few people, like, literally, with the first day I moved to L.A., you got me a gig, your gig, at Dreamgirls as a guest oh, yeah. spot. Yeah. And I will forever be thankful for that. Like, and you have helped me along the way, and you have shown me things and did things for me. You know that not not you won't do for other people. I appreciate that. I mean, I th I think just you know you invest in the in the people that you know are good at what they do. You know, I think before we go to break, I I feel like um, I always say in order for drag to be your profession, it has to be your passion first. Yes. So it has to be your art, and then that art can be honed into a profession, right? right? And I feel like the same, you know, I, I book people in shows that I think, oh, they're, they're really great, people are gonna like them. Maybe I'm maybe I don't, uh, not their friend personally. Yeah. Maybe I can become their friend, yeah. but then, so it becomes difficult when you do book people and then people are like, oh, they only book their friends. And it's like, no, it just happens that their friends are really good at what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's true. Let's uh, let's take a break. We are back. Um, this. Moni is, of course, the part of the show where we open letters. Read me Delta! Yay, letter yeah. time, letter time. They don't know who's here. Okay. Um, the first letter comes in this bag. 
By the way, if you want to send a letter, you can send it to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can send questions Is about, it scented? Uh, not yet, but what's in the bag? I always spray my letters, especially if I'm writing it out. Like when You do. I do that, too. I like that. Yeah. Can I open this bag? Okay, I'll read the letter. <laughs> this bag says Cassandra on it. Cassandra? Cass- do we say Cassandra or Cassandra? Uh, I don't know. How would you say it if you just, a default? Cassandra. I see. I see you saying that. Yeah. I see you saying that. Um, I think I say. I think I base it on like Tanya Tucker because Tanya Tucker says her name is Tanya. You know what I love? I love it when you say veggies. Veggies. <laughs> people go, oh, I'll have some more veggies. <laughs> what kind of veggies do you want in your oh salad? Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because some people. What if your mouth is made that way? Uh, you can't say it any other way. Oh wow. My voice is fucked up. I, anybody that's listening to this, I don't know why you listen. Honestly, I hate my own voice. And I think a lot of people that do what we do uh-huh. will hate certain things about themselves. Yeah. And there's other people that aren't even paying attention to it. You True. know what I mean? Like when I get dressed with something and I'm like, oh, I really want to wear that. But oh, I think that emphasizes this and it sends the message that, you know, da, 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 da. nobody's even thinking that. The people yeah. who love you just want to love you. I think it's more deranged lunatics half we the are. time. <laughs> This letter says, Hi, Delta. Please enjoy this pair of Brave Soul sequin boxer briefs from Gay Mart on Arenas Road, the premier gay shopping destination in Palm Springs. Best, Captain Lou. Well, let's see what's in there. That's what's in the Show us. Show, show and tell. Us. Show us. Show, show us. us. I hope they're a medium. Oh. Let's see. Oh. Look at that. Brave Soul. Sniff oh. it. Sniff it. Oh, it's you know it's gonna be too big because it's a large. Oh, but also five dollars sale price sold as is. <laughs> Have you ever bought underwear that were sold as is? Oh my god, there's nothing there. I can't with you. Give it to Stinky Russell. Maybe he'll like make it smell better. This smells nothing like Russell. I'll oh, tell you that right now. At all. And I, 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 I can just imagine. I wonder what's wrong with the what as is. Wait, is that was that a question or what is that? It's just it was a gift. It was a gift. A gift from a gift giver. Oh, yeah. Every time I watch the, every time I watch your show, they have some sort of question. Normally they do, but you know they just want to. I don't know give how you a gift. I think it's an advertisement for Gay Mart in Palm Springs. Oh, okay. You know what? Uh, I think it is, and I I, I don't want to speak out of school because I haven't been to that location in okay. a long time, but I have been to other. Um, uh, locations across the country that, that are like that, like uh-huh. standalone places that sell um, underwear and, and and poppers and all kinds oh, of fun okay. stuff. Fine. And I'm here to tell you, uh, while I do appreciate this gift and I will absolutely make sure that it gets to somebody who can uh, uh, feature this very, very well. I, I am, it? yeah, I am it, always let down. I am always let down by places like this that uh, stop at an extra large. Isn't that a problem? Uh, That's our community, though. Uh, it's kind of discriminatory to me. It is. It is. And I'm not knocking this gift because I'm. No, no, first... no. It's a beautiful gift. I mean, look. obviously, it's a tucking panty because there's absolutely no uh, room for any penis or testicles. Um, <laughs> I don't know who's. It, is it? Is the sequin lined or is what's happening? Or is it? Oh, it right? is. It is. That's nice. That's a tucking panty. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody that has any extra, I, I, and again, this is, I'm not saying male, female. See, that's how that goes. There we go. We'll it can be, that. it looks like a ballet. <laughs> it does. Have you ever been to France? What? Have you ever been to France? Is they say ballet. ballet. A ballet. Uh-huh. Emily in Paris. Uh, Amélie. Amélie. Oh. 
and Piaui. <laughs> I don't speak French. I mean, you probably don't know that, but um, it has sequins I can put on my hair. I think it's a nice gift. Yeah. I think it is because I do believe there are people out there that give gift, and I and I have no problem with this. Giving someone a gift and thinking, you know what, they might re-gift this. Okay. I think that's okay because you're now offering someone an opportunity. Because I have a drawer at home of things where I'm like, what if we miss something for someone and you just, you know, a hostess gift, for instance. Okay. Um, it's a smart. I don't know that I would give this as a hostess gift, but who knows? Maybe if you ever, uh, you maybe I should give that to you because you might wear that. No. Or you might take a uh, take a lover, and you might want to see them in that. No. No. <laughs> um. Well, you could use it as a tip for a rent boy. Yes. That uh, just work. like a little extra, uh, extra little gift. Uh, maybe a cum rag. You could use it as that. A cum rag. Yeah. Make sure you're just wiping your hand, not anything else. Because... Or you know what? I could do a number where I could buy bottles of poppers mm -hmm. and soak it in mm -hmm. poppers and then put it in front of the fan and get the whole room high. Wait, why do you think that's sold as is? There's nothing wrong with it. Is it maybe there's some no stains? There's is it no stains? Oh, you know what? Maybe there's something wrong in the waistband where it's written wrong. No? Brave soul. Know. Those are the right those are the right letters. It's from London. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think they're cute. I really do. I think they're adorable. All right. Thank you so much for that gift. We are going to make sure that it goes to a good use. Um, someone's going to love that. I appreciate the gesture. No one is so rich as to throw away a friend, and no one is so rich as to not say thank you when someone sends them a lovely gift. Thank you, That's Brave sold soul. as is for $5 at Gaymart where they don't have proper sizing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm not saying you don't now. Maybe you do now. It's been a while since I've been to Palm Springs. Maybe they're inclusive. I don't know. They're always nice there. I've they're never been. No, they're always super nice. It's right there on Arenas. Okay. The staff is absolutely lovely. Um, I, I went in there with someone. I can't remember who I went. It was years ago. I think somebody went in to buy swim trunks because we were staying in Palm Springs. Okay. And they were like, I need some trunks. Didn't bring, like at an Airbnb kind of, okay. kind of thing. Um, Dear Delta and esteemed guest, avid listener and follower of yours here from Auckland, New Zealand. Oh. Whenever I hear a word I particularly enjoy, I like to imagine it as a name for a baby. These include chartreuse, charcuterie, alimony, and most recently, uh, minutia and ominous. Minutia. Do you and your guest have any words you are particularly fond of that could be added to this list of potential baby names? Kindest regards, Eloise at the Plaza, a famed shopping mall here in Auckland. I've been to Auckland. I've never been. Beautiful. Yeah? Yeah. Um, words that you like that could potentially be a, a person's name. People wow. go, people People go off with names these days. Yeah. Like, I don't um, know. Like, you are the queen of tangents. Mm. Tangent is like a word that I'm into. Tangent and perpendicular. I don't know what it is about angles right now that I'm into. Geometry shit. Okay. Perpendicular. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, um, what about if your name was Tangentina, like Tangina? Tangina. 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 Uh, I like the word tangerine. Tangerine. That would be a nice name. Um, what's another name? Well, I like Gord. Gord. Right. Hi, Gorge. Yeah, like we say, like, like, uh, oh my Gord. <laughs> um, I like Gord. I don't know that it would be a very good name. Do you ever notice, this is like, it's kind of with names, but I think it's with music too. Mm. I feel like somewhere between like 2000, mid 2000s okay. to like now a little uh -huh. bit, 
there are like, why are so many singers suddenly, I'm not saying that they had a career and then they changed it, the trajectory. Trajectory is a word that could be trajectory. a name. Trajectory. But I feel like there are people that are up and coming and they're young and they're yeah. like, they try to sound like they sing from like some old juke joint in the 30s. I don't think, but they don't speak that way. So I'm like, the hey, what sing. do you know? Well, well no, they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, why do you act like you're some old woman? Like, I don't, you don't sound like that. You so, but adding to that, uh-huh. some, some drag queens speak like Southern women all the time. What is that? <laughs> Let the Southern dolls speak like they're Southern. We talk about this all the time. And we can speak like we're from Southern California. Yeah. It's okay. But we know, we, we have friends who are queens, and uh, they love to get on that horn, and they think they're a black woman from the South. Right. I'm like, you are, <laughs> it's, okay, it's okay just to talk like you. Yeah, it's okay to speak like yourself. Right. Not like, hey, y'all, how you doing, y'all? Yeah, or like, um... Oh my gosh, I'm I'm trying to think because because I've heard it across the board. I uh-huh. mean, and it's not specific to like a region, uh-huh. but there are a lot of people that are like, well, I sound, I, I'm going to sound. Well, you know, it also comes from I think too, like people that that believe that they um, again, are southern. Again, it's it's your thing. Everybody does their drag their way. It's just that my closest friends are the same in and out of drag. They don't create a character. Right. Um, we have carte blanche to say more things when we're in drag yes. because we just feel it a little bit yes. more. But um, there are people that, that for them, they have to turn it off. Uh-huh. And I'll hold the space for you to do what you need to do. Because if I want to be able to do it my way, you yeah. should be able to do it your way. Right, 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 100% right. agree. But I do, do think it's a little bit weird when people are like, like, I would never say to somebody, um, can you go put this this pad back in Delta's bag? Like, no, it's my bag. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's not separate. Oh, oh, they speak to themselves as a third person. Well, or... they'll speak to somebody like, oh, like, oh, th- this cologne. Oh no, this is not. This is Gabriel's cologne, but oh, that wow. one's Delta's. That's just a different level of Delulu. It's, it's just you know, and I, I get it. Maybe that's how they have. Maybe that's the way that they can like get through this life. Like I don't know. You know what I mean? That's like, so weird. It's different. It's different. But it feels weird to me. Hmm. Thank you for being here. Thank this you is for fun. having me, bitch. I know you did. You guest. You did guest host on Very That back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're here. I feel like we should do if we ever go out and do something out in the streets because I know you're not afraid of like wearing a full look. You should be like a, like an official correspondent with me, right? Like oh, that go, should be that would be that fun. would be fun. Like we should go that would somewhere be really fun and raise hell. Yeah, and raise hell. We should go have an expensive dinner. We were talking about how yes. you go by yourself. You love to do that. I love I love a good dinner because, again, life's too short. And, yeah. uh, you know, thankfully, uh, I have lovely parents who spoiled me rotten and taught me how to eat a good meal. And yeah. so I like to treat myself every now and then yeah. if I can afford it. Back in the day before COVID, yes, bitch, we were making buckets of money. Right. Now it's like once in a blue moon that I'll go, ha- go and have steak. Yeah. You know. We're going to all turn to dust and just die. Girl. The world is a fucking shithole dump. Thank you all for listening and watching Very Delta. We come out every Monday. Please subscribe to Mom Podcast right here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And search for Very Delta on your favorite podcast apps. And also subscribe to Mom Plus for even more Very Delta. And when I say even more Very Delta, I'm saying like you really are going to get even more Very Delta content that other people are not going to get because you need to be gold, bitch. Are you gold? 
Um, you can also send your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Delta Work. Where are you on social media? Oh, me? I was like, I was watching. You're looking at the monitor. See? <laughs> you were talking to yourself in the mirror. Fuck my life. My, you can find me at Modestats um, on Instagram uh-huh. uh, and X. Um, on TikTok, I am at her shady ship. Yeah. And I'm also on Facebook at Modestat. If we're not friends, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Right. Yeah. You have to. You have to. You have to. Um, you can also follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta because if you're not, you're really only getting half of the Delta. Join me next week right here. And until then, make sure you keep things Very Delta. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yay. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. <laughs> <laughs>